This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's called Gnurkenflugen Cake. Oh, I'm not one to blow my own Gnurkenflugen. I think she's a Gnurkenflugen. Well, what exactly does that mean? Literally, it's the precise moment when dog dude turns white. It refers to the kind of person you don't want to share your hooten goggles with. <laughs> Legend Betty White. She left us just before her 100th birthday, which would have been today. And we are observing Betty's birthday with hashtag the Betty White Challenge. Hashtag Betty White Challenge. If you can donate to your local animal charity, Humane Society, ARF, whatever it is, Betty White loved animals and a donation in her name would be a pretty special thing if you can swing it. We had to get our friends... Robert Swift and Jamie Doyle on the air with us. They are the hosts of the Wait, I Don't Get It Golden Girls podcast. Robert, Jamie, how are you? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi. Hi. Happy birthday, Betty White. Yeah, happy birthday, Betty White. That's exciting news. Made it to 100 almost. So you two have a proposition. You are going to be taking part in the Betty White Challenge. You want to make a donation to a charity. Which one have you chosen? We're going to do a Salt Haven Wildlife Rehabilitation and Education Center. Uh, they're a, um, a local organization that helps rehabilitate wild animals and return them to a natural habitat. Very cool. And there's a bit of a twist here. You're going to donate. The amount you're going to donate will depend on how many questions about Betty White our own Jim Kelly can answer, correct? Yeah, and I'm, think, I'm hoping that Jim went home last night and uh, watched a lot of episodes. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> going to be a lot of disappointed skunks and raccoons not getting rehabilitated if I don't step up to the plate here. <laughs> so this is specific Golden Girls Rose Nyland Betty White trivia. Yes. Okay. Oh, and five questions, $50 for every question you get right is going to go to Salt Haven, Jim. Okay. Now, the, 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 Robert and Jamie have been telling you how great Golden Girls is. They've been trying to get you on board the bandwagon here. Let's see if it's working. What is the first question for Jim Kelly? Okay, we're going to start with a pretty easy one. Where is Rose from? Is it Miami, St. Olaf, or St. Gustav? Where do they currently live in the show? Is that Miami? Is that where they live? Are they in Florida? They're in Florida. Because, yeah. yeah, they're the Golden Girls. Okay. What were the two? The Saint, Saint what? This, is, this what? is already is not going well. <laughs> Saint Olaf or Saint Gustav? Saint Gustav, yeah. final answer. No, man. Oh, bud. What's the Saint answer? Olaf. Saint Olaf. Oh, I can't believe. I've never heard of either of those places. I'm sorry. Okay, well, let's take Saint Olaf and move on. Saint Olaf what? was the answer. Next question Isn't there, Jamie. the guy from Frozen? It is. <laughs> <laughs> He, what, like, he likes warm hugs. <laughs> <laughs> what St. Olaf holiday was Rose's son Adam conceived on? Was it Ham Jam, Corn Queen, or Day of the Princess Pig? Ham Jam, Corn Queen, or Day of the Princess Pig? See, two, two of them are pig related, so I'm guessing I, I'm, getting, I'm getting a pork vibe here. I, I don't think you guys wrote the third one, so I'm going to go with the Princess Pig. You're right. Yeah, there we go. 
There's only one corn queen. That's Karen Kelly. Was your mom the, the queen of corn fest she one must year? have been. <laughs> In Mitchell, Ontario? <laughs> Jim kind of gives off some Rose Nyland vibes, like a what? young male Rose Nyland. Very Rose-ass. <laughs> I don't know what okay. that means. Guys, that's $50 okay. for the animal charity. Next question. What are the three R's according to Rose? Reading, writing, and... This is not multiple choice, eh? Nope, you got to know Reading, about it. writing, is it recycling? It is rooster inseminating. Oh, I mean, rooster <laughs> inseminating. <laughs> it was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Reading, writing, and rooster inseminating. That's funny on a few different levels. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Next question. Moving on. What animal did not save Rose's life? A mouse, a pig, or a chicken? I mean, it can't be a pig again, right? It was a, So a chicken, a mouse... Which animal did not, did not. save Rose's life? So two Remember, two of those did save her life. If I could see. Okay, I'm going to say... Uh, this is Golden Girls trivia for Betty chicken. White's birthday. I'm going to say chicken did not. Us. It was a pig. The pig didn't save her life. Okay, and our last Rose question. Rose is adopted. What job did her biological father have? Monk, magician, or doctor? We were just playing that magician thing. That wasn't her dad, was it? Magician, monk, or doctor? Ah, I gotta go magician. It's the only other thing we talked about. It was the monk, bud. Ah! Oh, no. Why? I thought these questions were going to be like, what's her f- one name one of her friends? Like, I didn't think they were going to be this <laughs> difficult, guys. I've seen one Name episode. one of her fellow golden girls. Yeah. What's her favorite... You know, color of pastel shirt to wear. I don't know. You got one right. So $50 going to Salt Haven Animal Rehabilitation Center there. I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to put another 50 on top of that. I feel guilty I didn't get I should have done. I should have done my homework. Since I dropped the ball here, I will, I will give you guys 50 bucks to donate as well. You know what, Jim? Because you were such a good, uh, good, such good sport, the show's going to donate the entire 250 to Salt Haven. So now we got 300 $300! dollars Hashtag Betty White Challenge. Thank you, Robert Swift, Jamie Doyle from the Wait, I Don't Get It Golden Girls podcast for joining us here. And and thank you for your generosity, helping out some animals just like Betty White would have wanted in her name today. Would have been 100 years old. Watch uh, ET Canada tonight at 730. They're going to have a tribute to Betty on the show. How about those Buffalo Bills? The bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels up and Shout. throw your hands up and Shout. throw your head yeah, back, baby. Shout. Come on now, the bills are making it happen. Jim Kelly, Stand up now feeling it, loving it. You got to be feeling it too. They're looking good, right? Yeah, and for sure. I would love to see the Buffalo Bills win the Super Bowl. I mean, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers just got another one. You know? Yeah, yeah. How much more does Tom Brady need uh-huh. on his resume? Jeepers! Good to see the Bucks win as well. But uh, I know a lot of Bills fans, and they were very happy about the cathartic win over the Patriots. The perfect win. Uh, first time ever in the playoffs, a team has played perfect offense. Yeah, like every drive, they got a point. Every drive, they were getting touchdowns. 
And, uh, yeah, usually <laughs> there's quite the, uh, the close rivalry between the Bills and the Patriots, but not this time. 47-17, to 17, the final score. It reminded me of that scene in A Christmas Story. You know, Ralphie's been picked on by Scott Farkas for so long, and then he just has enough, and he, he decides he's not going to take it anymore, and he just beats the snot out of the bully. Oh, yeah, I swear to God, I saw Josh Allen's mom carrying him away while he was crying after. <laughs> just all this emotion, you know, boiling up. <laughs> Speaking <of> tongues. <laughs> Shout out to Dwayne. Dwayne Leslie on, on Facebook sent me a funny video. <laughs> he opened up a case of Budweiser, and they've got the NFL toques in there. And he pulls the toque out. It's a New England toque, and he throws it into a Buffalo Bills wastebasket that he has right <laughs> next to the case. <laughs> Love it. That's got to feel good. You have the Bills moving on. It's going to be a big week next week for them. They've got the Chiefs to get through. Mm. That'll be the Sunday night game. Uh, Bucks are either going to play the Cardinals or the Rams on Sunday. Then the Saturday games, 49ers versus the Packers, which will be a good one. Remember my buddy Drew, we had him on last year. He was all mad after the Buccaneers beat the Packers, eliminated him. Convinced the league was rigged. Yeah, that, that was his theory. He said, you watch. They like, this, they like the story of Tom Brady, so they've decided this year the Bucks are going to win. And then he said, I guarantee next year, Aaron Rodgers, it's his last year with the Green Bay Packers, and they're going to make Green Bay win the Super Bowl. Gonna make it happen. He texted me yesterday. He's like, remember, I called it. You gotta have me on. If <laughs> Green Bay wins, I called it. The league is rigged. Uh, Bengals, who haven't been in the playoffs for a couple decades, they're taking on the Titans as well with the divisional round coming up this weekend in the NFL. Have you heard about Mick Jagger? No. He's, he's got a new girlfriend. <laughs> okay. How old do you think she is? He's 78. Yeah. Her? 18. No, 35. Okay. Okay. Still young. Still young. Uh-huh. But uh, not uh, crazy, I guess. Melanie Hamrick, 35 years old. She's given up her ballet career. After, oh, I don't think she's given up much. After giving birth to their four-year-old son, Devereaux. So they've got a kid together. Okay. Uh-huh. God, Mick is still pumping out kids. <laughs> like, he's still giving her. Yeah. Like, and he's still making babies. That process is still happening. Like, God bless this man. Well, yeah, 35-year-old ballerina. <laughs> She's doing most of the work, I'm guessing. <laughs> They're an official couple, according to a source. He has cut the strings with every other lover. He's introducing her as his girlfriend, and he's cast aside all other girls. How many others did he have? (laughs) Don't you cut each one along the way? He had a roster of them? At age 78, I'd imagine that uh, it would become exhausting to maintain multiple relationships with women. Mm -hmm. But good for Mick Jagger there. Now that I'm a dad, though, I, I wonder, like, if my daughter was in her 30s and she said hey i'm dating a 78 year old man yeah i'd be like oh god and she, oh, okay it's mick jagger mm, okay well <laughs> okay at least we're gonna get some good concert tickets out of this <laughs> yeah. deal. the baby will uh, be fine i guess in the long run we have this thing here this is kind of stupid but let's play it okay this is, a, this is an, an exclusive interview with mick jagger about his 35-year-old girlfriend. 
Mick Jagger, did you realize that you're 78 and your partner is 35? I was so pleased to be informed of this. With your age difference, what do you have in common? Sex, 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 sex. And what do you say to her when she wants to do it? What happened when you didn't have Viagra? Do you think she's with you for your looks? Thank you, Mick Jagger. Anything else you'd like to add? What a drag it is getting old. One last question. What's her number one complaint about you? Always leave them with the fart joke. First rule of comedy. Good luck to Mick and his exclusive girlfriend. Pete Davidson, he's got another feather in the cap, another accomplishment here. Oh, who's sleeping about. with now? Well, apparently still Kim Kardashian and Kanye West isn't happy because Kanye has released a new song. It's called Easy, and he threatens to beat up Pete Davidson in the song. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Pete, yeah. Well, didn't you love you? Imagine you're one of Pete Davidson's buddies and you hear the new Kanye. He's like, he just he just threatened to beat up Pete. Yeah. It's like they forget he's a comedian. This is this is a 10 minutes of stand-up material here. All right, let's have a listen. Uh I think he name checks him in the song. I got love for the nannies, but real family is better. The cameras watch the kids, I stop taking the credit. Not custodial dad, I bought the house next door. What you think the point of really being rich for? Send me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Who? That's just fun. <laughs> Save me from that crash. He was in a car crash a while back. Save me from that career, crash yeah. just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Sure. <laughs> you know, he's, he's keeping his lyrics relevant, up to date, That's you know? That's the reason he survived. It also kind of, uh, I think, insinuating that uh, Kim is using nannies and cameras to raise her children. At the start of that there. Uh, you know, just your typical, your typical ex-husband diss track. Yeah, the funny thing is, he mentioned in that song, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but he bought the mansion right next door to Kim Kardashian's mansion to keep an eye on things. Like, he must be seeing Pete Davidson roll up on that property, you know, a couple times a week or something, eh? He's out there with his binoculars. <laughs> I'm going to beat his ass! I've, I've heard of, uh, you know, if you have joint custody of kids, I've heard of parents trying to live close together so the kids can spend time with either parent. Yeah, in the same city. Not the same block. Well, I, I've heard the same neighborhood, <laughs> okay. right? Really? But the house next door, <laughs> tearing it down and building a place that is <laughs> perfect for spying over the fence. Yeah. Weird. All the windows line up with all of our windows <laughs> on the new build. <laughs> Way to go, Pete Davidson. I think that's pretty cool. You have Kanye threatening you mm -hmm. in one of his songs. I guess it's really happening. There's speculation whether or not this was an actual relationship between Pete and uh, and, and Kim Kardashian, but you know it's official <laughs> when Kanye's threatening to beat your ass. Yeah, that's that's a relationship right there. Send me from that crash just so I could beat Pete Davidson's ass. Who? And now the winner is Devin Peacock. I wanna see you peacock. Time for sports from Global News. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is joining us. Let's talk NBA, Dev. You think the Lakers organization is a complete mess right now? 
It is a hot mess right now. The the Lakers, since they won the title two years ago, just seem to be consistently making their team worse. The way you win with LeBron James is you surround him with shooters, and they seem to have traded away all their shooters. They don't have any shooters right now, and they're struggling as a result. They lost 133-96 to Denver on Saturday. Denver is missing two of their three best players, and they're still still a good team but if you're LeBron James and the Lakers you should not be losing by 37 points Magic Johnson called out the team after the game on Saturday what's notable about the game on Saturday was LeBron James left without talking to the media he kind of just you know just shuffled out the back door and didn't really address what had happened. You're the leader of the team, possibly the best player of all time. You got to talk to the media after the game. He tweeted last night, Laker Nation, I apologize. I promise we'll be better. Okay, how? I mean, you guys just cannot seem to play together. They're old. Uh, if I were a Lakers <laughs> fan, I'd be very worried right now. Uh, you got to... Well, this is not a homecoming because the game is in Miami, but you have Kyle Lowry tonight in the NBA playing against his former team, the Toronto Raptors. Or is he? He is not actually going to be playing tonight. Uh, He is going to have to wait for a little while for his reunion with uh, the Raptors. He, of course, left the team in the offseason for Miami. He will not be playing tonight. He could play January 29th when the Raptors are in Miami again. He is and the Heat are slated to come to Toronto on February the 1st. I hope we have a situation that allows there to be fans in the stands when that happens happens because Kyle Lowry deserves a a huge ovation when he comes back to Toronto, not a video tribute with nobody in the arena. That would just be uh, so anticlimactic. He's going to have a statue outside uh, Scotiabank Arena one day. He deserves fans in the stands when he does make his return. Real nice, Jim. Uh, This is a text message I got from, from Jim earlier says, hey, Taz, they've discovered a planet shaped like your head. And there's an article attached. Headline is, a potato-shaped planet has been discovered. Aren't you proud? <laughs> like if a, a constellation appeared in the sky and it looked an awful lot like me, I'd be stoked. Uh-huh. Imagine the size of the nose on that constellation. <laughs> what? Well, Whoa. you want to play dirty there, pal. Wow, well. <laughs> Astronomers have discovered a planet... WASP 103B, W-A-S-P-103B 103 is the name of the planet. It looks more like a potato than it does a globe. It formed around a star that is one and a half times larger than Jupiter. Hear that? That's cool, man. That's mm-hmm. your head. <laughs> Bigger than Jupiter. You know it would be great if they named this planet Rickles? Wouldn't that be nice? A nice tribute to Don Rickles, who voiced Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. Okay, yeah. Or did you think I meant Rickles because you're you're trying to be an insult comedian? That's what I was. I think this planet's roasting all the other (laughs) celestial bodies in the sky. I don't know (laughs) the old potato planet here. That would be cool. I mean, there's so many planets out there. Uh, We're gonna need some names for them. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think I think Rickles would be a good name for this one. Or Taz.
Yeah, or Taz's head. <laughs> the old potato-shaped planet. Hey, Jim, you said you saw the new uh, St- uh, Spider-Man movie, right? The yeah. Far From Home, no way, no way Home, right? No Way Home. Yes, yes. And your favorite part of the movie was all the different Spider-Men broing out together. Yeah, there was, I don't want to spoiler it for anybody, but it was, uh, there was like a funny scene that lasted way longer than it needed to, and it just kept on going, and it cracked me up. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret anymore that Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire reprise their roles as Spider-Man and get pulled into Tom Holland's Spider-Man universe yeah. in this movie. I, imagine how amazing it would have been, though, if you never knew that and that happened. Like, I was thinking after the movie that, like, it's just too bad that nobody can keep a secret because that would have been one of the most outstanding theater moments of all time. Yeah. Not to overhype it. It I, still I know, was. But it they they started clapping when uh, Garfield appeared when yeah. I was watching the movie. The theater. And when's the last time you've been to a movie and people are clapping? They can't hear you. <laughs> you know <laughs> figure it out <laughs> last time I saw it was when I saw Mighty Ducks 3 in the 90s so triumphant victory by yeah. the Ducks in that one <laughs> I get it um, which Spider-Man do you think has made the most money playing the role it's a website I found they did some calculations and I think they got it figured out huh. like my gut says Toby because he's been it for the longest but the Tom Holland movies have been the most successful I think and the yeah. whole, the whole uh, MCU has been a money maker Toby Maguire is uh, is the top guess here. They think he made four million for the first Spider Man, pretty good. For the sequel, Spider Man Two, seventeen point five million plus five percent of the profits. Oh boy, that's that was a massive movie. That's huge. Spider Man Three salary was fifteen million with seven point five percent. Of the take, so he Toby. you got to get those points on the back end. I find this crazy. Tom Holland in Captain America: Civil War, his first appearance of Spider Man. What do you think he got paid for that? Uh, one point five. Reportedly two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, hmm. which is a lot of money. But but how long was he actually in the movie for? Really, when you think about it. Like five, seven minutes, like really when you really break it down. Yeah, stunt doubles, right? Stunt doubles, CGI. Yeah, yeah. He probably didn't have to work that and hard. Then, and then you take that role knowing that the big paycheck is coming down the road. Yeah, for Homecoming, he got $1.5 in salary with bonuses. Uh, and then it went up from there. No Way Home, $4 million. Or Far From Home, $4 million. No Way Home. Huh. They don't know what he made. Don't know what he made for the Avengers movies as well, but he's got to be right behind Toby, you'd think, at yeah. this point. It's a little surprising that 20 years ago, Toby Maguire was paid more to be Spider-Man than Tom Holland was, though. He was a name, too, though. Toby Maguire true, you know, true. was in Oscar-caliber movies back then. Poor Andrew Garfield gets no respect. Made $500,000 for his first Spider-Man movie, and the poor guy only got a million for the second, and they, they just cut it off there. <laughs> That is a little surprising, though. Like, I'm always confused as to how, how paychecks are decided, but that seems low, too. Like, yeah. knowing how much money that movie's going to rake in, I don't know. Well, we have friends who are actors, and they'll tell us what they make for a commercial, and it seems like crazy money. Yeah, like $15,000 sometimes yeah, for, like, the, a day. It's like, really? For for uh, 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 Krabby Joe's commercial, you got paid that much money? Mm-hmm. 
But then you hear $500,000, you're like, oh, that's not enough to be Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely two ends of the spectrum there. Uh, as of right now, it looks like Tobey Maguire is the champ, the OG I thought, I thought you were going to bring up the, just the breaking news here, Taz, that I just saw about a moment ago, that they have confirmed that there will be a third movie with Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. No! He is coming back. I just read it. Come on! Yeah, yeah. Apparently there was, that's happening. There was a big push online. They say Toby got his trilogy. You got uh, Tom Holland. He's got his three movies. Confirmed? Andrew Garfield is getting three? Uh, I, ju- I don't know confirmed, but I, ju- I swear to God, I just saw it five minutes ago, and I was like, wow, that, this is crazy. But uh, that, that's, that's the rumors going around that it okay. has been confirmed. The, like, I literally, it said confirmed. It's confirmed that there's a rumor it's been confirmed. No, no, no. I, like, no let me confirm it let, for sure. Let me Google this. Yes, here it is. Andrew Garfield returning as Spider-Man, confirmed by Sony. Wow. Um, and look at this. I scroll down to the article. They're going to pay him $6,000 to reprise <laughs> his role. He just, he just loves the job. I can't catch a break, poor guy. Time for sports. Joining us from Global News, it's Devin Peacock, our sports guy. NFL wild card weekend. Lots to get to here, Dev. Let's start with uh, this question. Did the refs cost the Raiders a run into the playoffs? The refs and everyone involved basically uh, chunked it on Saturday. Uh, the Bengals, after the game, were saying that they did not hear a whistle. Now, what happened was in the second quarter, there was a whistle that clearly blew as Joe Burrow was throwing a, a touchdown pass that ended up counting. However, when you hear the replay, it's clear the whistle was there. Now, after the game, the the uh, the Bengals, Joe Burrow himself, was saying they didn't hear the whistle. Uh, the uh, referees said that uh, they ruled that the the whistle wasn't an issue, but clearly the whistle was blown before the catch was made, which per the NFL rules means you should be replaying the down. So the touchdown should not have counted. However, this did happen in the second quarter. There was plenty of time for the Raiders to get their gear in order and uh, win this game. So it did not cost them the victory. However, it was an absolute blown call. Hey, Jim Kelly. Yeah? How about those Buffalo Bills? You can't have a name like Jim Kelly and not be smiling after uh, the performance on Saturday against the Pats. Yeah, I'm pretty happy. And speaking of Jim Kelly, former quarterback, Josh Allen, did he break a record, Dev, in his performance? Like, he put up some some crazy numbers. He was an absolute monster. I mean, I think you should change your name to Josh Allen. All due well, respect I'm, to dude, Jim Kelly. I ju- I'm just getting in from under the shadow of Jim Kelly. <laughs> Give me some time. But he, uh, like he, uh, he, he was, uh, he did everything perfect. The, the first off, the Buffalo Bills had a perfect offensive game. They did not have any punts, no turnovers, uh, no anything until the very end when they had some kneel downs on the very last series of the game. Every single offensive series was a touchdown for the Buffalo Bills. That has never happened before in the playoffs. Josh Allen himself ran for over sixty yards. He threw for over 300 yards he was about as perfect as you could be on saturday buccaneers beating the eagles as expected even though they were out some key players you had the 49ers and cowboys with a close one 
Yeah, this was a, a bit of a surprise in that the uh, the Dallas Cowboys just never seemed to be comfortable. They seemed to be a little rattled, a little nervous. I actually had, you know, kind of vibes of of Donovan McNabb, you know, way back when, when he was vomiting on the field, when he had <laughs> that one episode like years ago where he didn't know the rules in overtime with Dak Prescott with time running down, decides to run in the middle of the field. They didn't have any timeouts. And then he just slides and they were running out the clock. They had no idea as to what was going on. It was a completely bizarre end to the game, but the 49ers uh, deserve the victory. They played great. Boy, it's tough watching players leave the field in a playoff game and have their own fans throw trash at them. And like I saw some of the guys, they have to like raise their helmet up that was already off and like block trash from hitting them in the head. It was uh, just ugly, you know? It it was ugly. It's it's I don't know what's what's worse, having trash thrown at you or having sex toys thrown at you in Buffalo. But either way, <laughs> fans should not be throwing yeah, anything. At least on they're the made field. of rubber or latex, right? <laughs> Boy <Boing. Smile. laughs> Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh Chiefs easily win that one. Some people thought the Steelers might be able to cover, but it turns out Ben Roethlisberger was right. They lost. Pittsburgh actually, you know, for the first uh, little bit of the game, uh, they were up 7 nothing. Halfway, midway through the, the second quarter, like, okay, maybe uh, Pittsburgh can actually make this close. And then, of course, Kansas City wakes up and just uh, destroys them. What happened, what was, what was supposed to happen. And now we get Chiefs-Bills, which is a rematch of last year in the playoffs, but also this year in the regular season. We have some absolutely uh, great matchups for the divisional round this coming weekend. Cardinals versus... Versus the Rams tonight. Who are you calling in that one again, Dev? I forget who I picked, but I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Yeah, I think it was the Cardinals. You're sticking by your guns. We'll go with that. Thanks, man. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe Keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. <laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.